what's going on guys welcome to episode six of another triple threats podcast if you're new here welcome welcome if you are not welcome back i know this is a little bit of a different format for you guys you guys are so much closer to my face and it's just different but um today we have a very very special guest um coming straight from cinderella aladdin TikTok um is in diana on broadway we have nathan lucrezio in the house joining us today for episode six how are you doing nathan i'm doing well how are you i'm i'm chilling i'm i mean i'm doing the best that i can i'm keeping busy which is yeah. good and we we see that you are doing the same you're on you're on TikTok and you know everything like that instagram doing the singing the 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 covers we saw your uh 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 driver's license um oh, thank you. and it was great it's crazy how you can do that so many different but um anybody who doesn't know nathan he's such such a talented guy he's done three broadway shows um he's cinderella on broadway aladdin and then now diana on broadway which unfortunately got shut down due to due to the pandemic but it um is going to be on netflix it so is that is that is awesome, but let's talk a little bit about where you came from. You grew up in upstate New York, right? I did. Yes, yes. So tell us a little bit about that. So I grew up in a very small town, very close to Albany and Saratoga Springs. Um, I don't. I, I, it was a great upbringing. I come from a very big family, very close family. My mom and my dad met uh, singing together. My mom auditioned for my dad's band, so that's how wow. it started. And there's four of us kids, all of us are in the arts. Two of my sisters used to dance. Now one of them does music full-time. My other sister does, has a dance company and is an artist. And my brother works at a radio station. And then I like to say, I do it all. It all so just you like- you guys are just all around the talented family. We are, yes. We are, <laughs> you know, one click away from the Von Trapps, I think. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I grew up uh, watching theater. My sisters used to do all of the plays. Um, they did West Side Story when I was in third grade, and that was that was it. I was like, all right, I'm doing this. And so from then on, I just got involved. I started doing, they had a tap ensemble, so I started to tap when I was really young. And then I got into Irish dance because Riverdance- say, how'd you get into that? Yeah, Riverdance and Lord of the Dance were released around 1996. So I was, I was like nine, nine years okay. old when it came out. And uh, I saw it and I thought, that's what I want to do. So I started taking lessons and uh, started doing that for about 10 years. And I competed wow. everywhere. I did uh, local competitions, national competitions, international competitions while I was doing theater on the side and also mm -hmm. singing. And I also was like filming myself. So I was doing videography then mm -hmm. um, before, you know, we had phones, we had to use a big, camera on our shoulder and I was joking with some friends the other night that if you wanted to edit something you had to record the TV with the VHS camcorder and then yeah, on a tape and then you'd have to tape it to get it was just like that's crazy the way things have evolved yeah it's evolved I mean quite a lot <laughs> now you can just go like this and just take a video and just insert the clip so yeah it's amazing it's awesome so you grew up doing theater and did you ever have you know, the hopes for, for Broadway as a kid? Did you go see Broadway shows a lot, being that you were not close to the city, but you were still, you know, you weren't in like LA to where yeah. there there was like tours and stuff? Yeah, no, I, um, oh my goodness. I did so much of my own stuff at home because we didn't have access to Broadway. We didn't have access to a huge theater. Um, mm -hmm. So when the Tony Awards happened, that was every single year and we only had three channels so like you were only what's the word you only saw you know what was available at the time and the tony awards were the thing that i looked forward to the most so i would watch those performances i would perform them back and learn the choreography and that's when i knew oh i want to do this when i'm older and it's in new york city hey i'm I'm 20 minutes, not 20 minutes. I'm <laughs> now I'm 20 minutes away from Midtown, but um, I'm three and a half hours away. Oh, mom and dad, like we can go and do this. So I think the first show I saw was Annie Get Your Gun with Brenda Peters and Tom Wolpat. Um, we That's wanted the to first go first one. 
Yeah, we wanted to go see Yerga Man Charlie Brown with Kristen Chenoweth, but it closed before we could actually see it. Uh, so that, that season, that was like 1999. That's when I realized, oh, this is, you can make a living doing this. You know, people, mm-hmm. there's ensemble members. And I wanted to do it all. You know, I wanted yeah. to sing, dance, and act. I didn't just want to do one of the you three. You wanted to be all the- three. So musical theater was sort of the only option to be able right. to do all that. Yeah. Because you can be yourself, you can be the triplet that you are. Exactly. Um, which is what this is all about. But then, <laughs> so uh, you did theater throughout elementary school, throughout middle school, throughout high school at your community theater and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the community theater we had was Fort Salem Theater, and that was the first theater I like was paid at, like was under equity work, you could say. Oh. It was non-union at the time, you know, they only had like certain contracts, but mm-hmm. um, we did, uh, what was it, Gypsy. That was like my first professional right. gig between junior and senior year. Um, and then I went to Penn State. Penn State. Right, so you went to Penn State for musical theater. Now, how did you, you know, get an agent to be able to book Broadway or were you just auditioning for Broadway solo? Or was there agents that came to like a, a showcase? In the last episode with Kayla Davion, she was telling us how she um, went to these showcases in college and the agents came and they were scouting people. Was that the same for you at Penn yes. State? That was the same for me. So we had a showcase in June, I think. Um, I'm gonna get some light on my face. Uh, sure. June of, or was it May? It was May. It was like right when school was ending. Okay. We went to the city. And junior year, year. Row. Hmm? senior year or junior, or junior year? Senior year, senior year okay. of college. We went to Theater Row. We performed for a bunch of agents, um, casting directors. We had a talk back with Rachel Hoffman. We went to Telsey at right. that time, their old office, and she sat us down and talked to us. Um, I was, I had a bunch of agents that were interested in me, and I met with some of them. Um, and I was going to sign with one, but after sort of going back and forth with them, they said, actually, Nathan, we're going to go in a different direction. And I was kind of like, oh, gosh, okay. So I kind of, I didn't have a bad taste in my mouth. I just thought, I don't know if I need an agent right now because I had so much energy and so much wherewithal. I didn't trust just letting somebody submit me. I wanted mm-hmm. to go to the thing. So, which maybe wasn't like, it's different for everybody. You know, you can either choose to have somebody do it who knows how to brand you, who knows how to market you, and they can get you work. Or if you're like, no, I kind of know what I want to do. I'm going to do it myself so that I don't have to pay that commission. Because at the end of the day, you have to pay a commission to your agents. Um, It's up to you. So I went to every single non-union audition. Every I did background work for television and film. When you were in Smash. I was in Smash. That was about two years later, but before I got to Smash, I I had like four months of just intense auditioning. And then I did a chorus line, the national tour. So that was my first big break. And that's when I was like, wow. I mean, I kind of feel like I peaked early because you got to do everything. That's the one show I know of where you have to do everything perfectly. You have to be a singer, dancer, actor, and especially with Michael Bennett's choreography. And people and, have seen the show, so they're expecting something. Exactly, yeah. So, so it was... It was incredible to do that, and I that's when I got my equity card, but it wasn't until a few years later when I got my start on Broadway that I got an agent, a theatrical agent that was also a TV and film agent. But when Smash happened, I was freelancing with an agent from a friend, and she randomly got me in for it, and, uh, and then, or you know what, it was a combination of many things. Josh Bergas was the choreographer on that show, and I used to take his class all the time at Broadway Dance Center, and okay. I knew Telsey, they knew who I was. Uh-huh. So they kind of put two and two together and they needed somebody that um, could fit the part and they thought of me and it was the quickest job I ever got. I literally That's walked so to the dance audition. I said the line cause I needed to say a line to be a waiter in the scene before the big Bollywood dance number. And I was in the front and I was just besides myself. I, I'm very thankful to Josh and Telsey for, for giving me that opportunity. Right, shout out to them. <laughs> it was fantastic. So, so you didn't actually have to essentially go through a series of auditions for the show, like I imagine a lot of other people's had a lot of other people had to. Yeah, for I don't know why for Smash, I think because they were they were looking for somebody so specific, they were looking for somebody that could fit the um, kind of Bollywood feel, okay. and there were a lot of dancers 
at that time that were kind of doing a bunch of different Broadway shows and they were doing things. So it's always kind of tricky to find, you know, the best of the best that aren't either already booked. And uh, I happened to not be booked and I, they thought of me and I, I literally didn't have to audition, but I had been auditioning, you could say, right, the whole time for, you know, a couple of years because I've been taking his class consistently because I just loved his movement. So sometimes you don't have to audition, but when I auditioned for Cinderella and Aladdin, I think I went through about 11 or 12 auditions before I actually got the job. Wow. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So you did not go directly from Smash to Cinderella on Broadway being your Broadway debut. No, right? not at all. <laughs> I think Smash was, uh, I think it was 2011, mm-hmm. maybe 2012. I can't remember the exact year, but I came to the city in 2009. I joined Chorus Line later that year, came back to the city in 2010, and didn't work in a consistent theater job for about three years. So in that three-year mm-hmm. period, I was doing a bunch of freelance work. I was catering. I... I uh, was working for, I was an assistant to a catering company. Like I was doing anything to keep my feet on the ground. I was teaching dance, doing all this stuff. So when Smash happened, that was amazing, but it wasn't until another year and a half until I got my Broadway debut in in Cinderella. Right, so tell us, so did your agent book you those auditions or was that something that you did by yourself? Um, So the thing about Cinderella, I, I went by myself. To that I consistently went. Was it like um, an open call? Yeah. So at that time, I was. I mean, I still am. I was equity. And when you're an equity performer, you can go to the auditions. Um, you can go to whatever ECCs they have. So they have dancer calls. They have singer calls. They have equity principal auditions. Um, and this was before they would. Uh, you know, make you sign up on their portal. You had to go there and like sign up. They didn't have that, you know, access then. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went to some audition I wrote with my friend and uh, got through, kept getting through until the end. And I was in callbacks for the original Broadway cast, but I just didn't fit in with the original Broadway cast at that time. So I didn't get the show. I thought I was going to, I was really bummed. Um, and then it was another eight, nine months right. before I actually got in. And in that intermittent time, I went in again to audition for, I think I went into audition all over again at one point, And then I went into audition for the principal roles to cover them. Um, yeah. I did it all myself. There was no, no agents to be had for that show. Right. That's incredible. How you worked your way, how you, you know, got rejected first and then yeah. worked your way right back up into I said, uh, ah, you're you're gonna get me. You're gonna be in there. <laughs> um, so you did Cinderella for quite a bit. Yeah, you were with some. This is this is a picture of you in. Oh my gosh! In, <laughs> that is me. <laughs> the funny story is, is that's not a costume that I normally wore. I had to wear that costume for one night when we were down so many people, we had a cut show that I had to do something in the show that I don't normally do. And they said, wear this costume. And I, I was obsessed with it. So what did, what did you have to do? Look like, at the embroidery on that thing. It's amazing. Look at the hat. I love like, the hat. That was the Harold's hat. So what, what, wait, tell us a little bit about that. What happened with the show? Just people were call, called out? Yeah, so normally with a cut show, that means either people were sick or injuries, and it just so happened that on that day, we didn't have enough men to uh, do everything that is normally done. And that happens pretty consistently, I would say, especially with big shows where there's a lot of ensemble members and there's a lot happening. And when you have a limited amount of swings that... They can, they can do, they cover like 12 parts. You know, there's two men that cover 12 ensemble men tracks or two women that cover eight, nine uh, ensemble women tracks, which was the breakdown in our show. Um, So whenever that happens, you know, inevitably things are going to happen when you're doing a show every single day, eight shows a week. Uh, It was, it would happen. And uh, I had to move the horses in, um, in the fairy godmother scene when she turned Cinderella into a princess, I had to right. come in and, 
and move the horses, which I was terrified to do, but I did it. And, <laughs> uh, that was my costume. So those are always fun nights because it changes it up. Gets you out right. of doing the same thing every night. Exactly. You get to do something different. So you were the understudy, I'm going to say this wrong, to Lord Pinkleton. That's right. Okay. And then John, is it Jean or John? Jean-Michel. John, oh, okay. I was going to say Michael. It's like Jean, <laughs> Jean. It's, I think it's French. Jean-Michel. Yeah, Jean-Michel. So you were the understudy to them, and then you were also an ensemble member yes. um, in the show. Um, so how was, did you ever go on for those roles? I did. I went on a few times. It was so much fun. My first, my principal debut right. on Broadway was playing Lord Pinkleton. And <laughs> the crazy story about that is we had this whole beginning sequence where there was a tree monster, which I actually did for five and a half months. I was a tree monster because the person got injured and that's how I got into the show. And that's a whole other story. Maybe we can get, can get to that. But um, okay. I had already transitioned from that track into a different track, which covered Jean-Michel and Laura Pinkleton. And it just so happened that they were changing the whole beginning of the show as well. And the night that I went on was when they made the change. So we were kind of like in tech that mm -hmm. afternoon, teching the show. And I felt like, wow, this is crazy. I am I feel like I'm teching a new show and right. I get to want to make my Developing it. Here. And uh, I was terrified. I was scared because I had to sing, he's giving up all, like uh, this huge note that's right on my break, you know, in front of the uh -huh. whole, on Broadway. And on uh, Broadway. I'll never forget, I nailed it. And people were so happy i was so happy it was incredible so i'll always always cherish that night right now were you were your fa was your family able to come down and see you in your principal debut they didn't come that night but they they did come and see me as jean michel and they came to see me in my one of my ensemble tracks so yeah that's pretty that's that's pretty fun awesome. while you were while you were in the show there were some star people in the show here's you with there were Here's you with Carly Rae Jepsen. Yep. I mean, it's Carly how, Rae. <laughs> how and at that time she was huge. Yeah. You know, she just had like a call me maybe thing going on. So how was it having so many people come to the show at one time? Yeah. Um you know, I, I went from wanting to be on Broadway not thinking it was ever going to happen because I was getting really discouraged to being on Broadway and then literally working with celebrities every single week. Exactly. And it was, I mean, I, I think about that time and I just, I'm filled with joy and happiness. The company was amazing. The cast was great. And when Carly came into the show, I remember we were all excited mm -hmm. because it's the call me maybe girl. And yeah. you know, this, we know why they're doing it. And I mean, we weren't, uninformed they were doing it because our show needed some star power to keep oh, open that's just what happens it's the nature of the beast every now and then we can't all be hamilton or wicked that's just right. the truth um but she came in and her voice was just haunting and like gorgeous and it sat well and her chemistry with joe who is the prince was just wonderful and she had a very natural charisma on stage so to work with her and then also to work with Fran Drescher, who I was, you know, such a big fan of. I still am a big fan of her and obviously the nanny and watching how she worked and then getting to work with Kiki Palmer and Nene Leakes and, and And then we had Broadway legends, Judy Kay and Nancy Opal, like all of these people coming in. And I'm so young. I'm 25, 26, which you're a baby on Broadway. At 25, <laughs> and yeah. um you thought that being 19 and 20, that's like infant when you're on Broadway. Um, <laughs> but, but I was just like, wow, I am, I'm surrounded by this incredible talent and I'm taking notes. And I, I literally got to go on stage opposite Victoria Clark, Broadway legend, Victoria Clark. Yeah. And I remember having a scene with her and she's just like looking in my face. And I think I forgot my line. I literally went into the white starstruck say because I was just like, <laughs> but um no i mean I, I don't know what to say they're they're you know they're normal people and right they're just fun to be around and it's just a different lifestyle that they bring with them but everybody was so gracious and so giving in that cast yeah so when these big stars like that are known by just not the broadway community 
would come into the shows. How crazy was Stage Door? How crazy was Stage Door? Well, I'm trying to think because it, it would vary. Um, and it's been a little while since Cinderella, so I'm trying to remember. Oh, yeah. um, I don't ever remember like the stage door being like when Daniel Radcliffe was in How to Succeed. I'm, uh, you know, okay. that that I know what you mean. Insane. Though that's a different type of. I don't know what that is. Um, that's like, do you know? You know when Colleen Ballinger and Todrick Hall were in? Yes. In yes. Waitress, there was just floods and floods of people yes. everywhere because yes. uh, yes. Colleen and Todrick are on YouTube and stuff. So, yeah. yeah. There, there were times when. Yes, there were a lot of people, but to be honest, at that point, I was just like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'd, show and I'd be like, all right, I'm gone. I'm getting out. Or I would stay so late because I would have tours that I never actually got to go out and see it. But I've had groups at, um, this is when you know you're getting older because you're like, what was it like? Um, there were there were so many groups that would come to Aladdin and then would go to the stage door and just cheer us on. And they would know who I was because I taught their class that morning. and. That just made me always feel amazing. And, and mm -hmm. sometimes they were crazy. They were just go crazy. But um, everybody was pretty like low. I would say I never saw anything crazy at the stage door. I just saw a lot of people very gracious. And whenever I've signed, they were always very sweet. And, As uh, they should. Yeah. And I was excited to see what would have happened with Diana. But we just did, we didn't get to that point. But the people that did come were, you know, we were starting to get those fans. And then obviously things shut down things so. yeah um so yeah as they should be respectful of that because you know it's not the actor's job they do it if they want to and um you know yeah 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 so what at what point did you leave cinderella and during cinderella were you just constantly auditioning yes yeah, so i left cinderella when we closed we closed oh in you closed with them Yes, so oh, it was January 15th? No, okay. January 3rd or something of 2015. Um, okay. I went to the very end. I went to the very end. And then when it closed, I had another opportunity. I went to go be in uh, The Man of La Mancha oh, yes. at Shakespeare Theater Company. So then when you were in that, you, you just, what's the word I'm looking for? Like you said, we're always auditioning. So did somebody that came to that show was like, would you come and be in Aladdin or did you have to go and audition for Aladdin? Oh, so yeah. So with Aladdin, I mean, I had to, I had to audition. I went to the, well, okay. So when Cinderella and Aladdin were happening, it was happening at the same time. So I was auditioning for them both in uh, 2013, the, the winter of 2013. And then obviously nothing happened. And then Cinderella did come to fruition. Uh -huh. Aladdin took about a year and a half of just going to, you know, whenever they had an open call, they, they saw me for Aladdin. They saw me for Kasim. They saw me for Omar, I think. No, did they see me for, I don't even know. They just, they saw me for everything. And uh, eventually there was a track that just opened up and they called me and said, hey, you're in. There you go. And I tried on the costumes and they all fit, sort of. And then uh <laughs> and then I was in the show. That's 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 crazy. How when did Aladdin open? Was it 2017? It was 2014. Oh my god, are you crazy? Are you serious? Yeah, I am crazy, and yes. <laughs> Makes me feel that was like that was my second Broadway show. I was in like fourth grade. Wow. So yeah, it feels like such a long time ago, but like I still have the- Oh, you got the show back, hey! Yeah. <laughs> they were in that showbill stage, which I've always been confused about. Do you know anything about that? Why is it showbill and not playbill? Oh, uh, there is a reason, and I completely forget. I think it's because it's Disney A, so Disney okay. has their own thing. Um, but I don't know the full story, I completely forget. But there, there is definitely a specific reason why. Right. So now, when you were little, did you did you watch the Aladdin movie? I did. I was obsessed with it. You were you were you you've already been a, a big fan of Aladdin at the point. Yes, I love Aladdin. I loved it. I even liked yeah. the, uh, the new animation with Will Smith. I thought that was great. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed I, it. I liked it. I saw it in in the movie theaters mm. when it first came out. 
So yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good. But um, yeah. So then you went to Aladdin on Broadway. We have a. This is you here. That's me in Aladdin. There you go again. Gosh, that's it. That's a picture. <laughs> Just giving you all of the feels, right? Just <laughs> so now, tell us a little about what you did. What um, what tracks you covered and mm. understudied, and yeah, yeah. So I, when I joined Aladdin, I was in the ensemble as a dancer. Yeah, and I replaced my friend Bobby Pesca. He originated the track because um, he left to go do King and I. And so I got in the show. I was so excited. And then about a year went by and they asked me to cover the role of Kasim, which is okay. Aladdin's best friend. Yes. And I had really wanted that. I really was like, I'm, I know I'm right for this part. I know that this is good for me. And so they finally gave me the, the opportunity to do it. Um, and then I ended up covering Razul, which was the head guard that kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, and then I switched tracks after I went to go do Diana at La Jolla Playhouse. We did an out of town. Yes, and yes. I came mm -hmm. back to the show, but I didn't come back to the show in my original track. I came back to the show in a new track. Um, cause I wanted to switch into something not as dance heavy. Cause I had been doing, there it is. Cause there I had been doing it for so long and my body was like, all right, it's time to do something new. And um, if anybody who hasn't seen the show, there's so many different varieties of dance. Like it's not just one type of dance. And you, my friend, do <laughs> so many different varieties of dance. There was a feature of you on GMA. Yes. Um, you were like dancing to Beyonce, then you were doing Irish Step, then you were doing tap, then you were doing jazz. It was, it, you, it, anybody who hasn't checked it out, go check it out. It's on YouTube. <laughs> that was it, it's, yeah, that was, that was great. But anyways, yeah, yeah so no, was, that, I mean, there were, and that was what Aladdin was. There were so many different types of dancing and things we had to do. And friend like me, I, we did tap dance, we did partner dance, we did Broadway jazz, all in one thing. Um, yeah. So yeah, I had a great time. A and then when I switched to being a singer track, more one of the character tracks, I was, I was happy. After three years, three and a half years of doing the same thing, I was like, all right, let's do something different. Switch it up. We get to be in the show. So right. So were you a dancer first or a singer first, or both? <sighs> that's such a hard question because I don't don't even know. I I was singing and dancing at the same time. I think dance was something I was more um well, I mean I always sang because of music. Okay. But right. I really mostly I danced as a young okay. kid. Like I would just want to get away and dance. Because um, I know I know a lot of people like like some people like me. I'm more of a strong singer than I am a dancer. Hmm. So I guess that's what I mean in the sense of were you yeah. a dancer first? So have you, yeah. ever you know, it, it's hard. I think that um, I think if I asked friends about like what I'm strongest at, they would all have a different answer. So I think mm -hmm. it is pretty equal. My dancing and singing is and that's on the good. Same level. That's and good to have. Yeah, and my acting was, you know, I always I was a very dramatic kid. I will say that. But I didn't understand acting. And I think that I, I don't know, I, I get it now. I'm, I'm a very good actor now, but yeah, ooh, I have a long, I still have a long way to go as far as that, because acting is, you're always changing, you're growing. Same thing with dancing and singing. Your body is always changing. You know, I can move better you're now learning. than I can that I didn't used to. I can sing better now than I used to, but not do some of the things I used to do. So it's, a, uh, it's an ever-changing, evolving thing. Right. Uh, what is it called? The revolving door. Yeah. The revolving door. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So now, is Aladdin where you met Catherine Nelson? It is. Because you guys have some amazing covers. Uh, so if you guys don't know, Nathan has a whole cover album out um, with so many different people. You have your own little band, if I'm not mistaken. So you, here and there. So you guys have... Um, <laughs> you guys have a couple covers on there. I know the one that you did with Catherine was Tori Kelly, which is mm -hmm. phenomenal. Go check it out on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's really good. So was that your first time, you know, sort of experiencing recording an album that wasn't, you know, a cast album or like a 
mini concert series or anything like that? Yeah. Well, you know, I I actually I started doing recording when I was um, young. I sort of did my own recording, right. but I didn't pursue it when I went to college. I would do my own projects on the side, but I never was pursuing being a recording artist until I uh -huh. moved to the city. And then I, one of the reasons why I kind of stopped, um, well, I should say this, the reason why I was in the city for three years and didn't work outside the city and didn't do equity work was because I really wanted to be a pop artist. So I was really okay. focusing on that. And I have two singles that I created. One was called Crazy Girl and one was called Walk Out the Door. And I put that out there and it was really fun. It was my first time doing music videos, doing my own thing. Now I look back on it and uh, it doesn't really reflect who I am, you know, mm -hmm. now, but it was fun at the time. And I still think the tracks are great. Not a lot of people heard them, but some, you know, some people did. And uh, then when I got into Aladdin, I thought, you know, I've always wanted to do my own sort of YouTube, kind of like Kurt Hugo Schneider, I don't know if you know who he is, or um, any of these YouTube artists that basically just do covers and they right. make a living yeah. from that. So I started going down that path and Angelo Soriano and Jazz Seeley, who were in Aladdin, we just used to jam all the time. And I said, guys, we should start recording. And, and uh, yeah, so I did that and I had a series. I think I had like 10 videos that I did, but then I kind of got just busy with life and and things happened and then I turned 30 and and that was exciting and I had all these opportunities happening and then Diana came and I was doing the carousel lab so I didn't have the kind of time to give yeah. to creating my own YouTube because you know it that that's a full-time job to come up yeah. with covers and music every single week um mm -hmm. so yeah. now this past year uh I've learned how to do a lot of that stuff myself now, especially with this, you know, the software has just been mm -hmm. incredible. The technology is incredible. So I'm sort of my own band right now and doing all my own things and collaborating with friends. But um, at the time I didn't know how to mix a song. I didn't know how to master a song. Angelo was the guy that had all the equipment, all the recording equipment. So I would always go to him and yeah, we were a little bit of a band and Catherine and I sang and did concerts yeah. together, but, uh, but now we're all sort of in different places and doing our own thing. And I hope at some time we can collaborate again together. But um, I have another, I have a single coming out this year, which is a cover of Sam Smith and Rihanna's Diamonds. And it's gonna be oh. really good. And I'm excited for, for people to hear it. And it's all done by me. So it's the first time that I'm doing something completely by myself. But that's sort of the, uh, I feel like that's uh, the pandemic time. Everybody's doing their own thing. <laughs> right. So have you been writing any of your own music during the pandemic? Yeah. So I I have dabbled in writing. I wrote a one-man show back in 2011, very long time ago. And I did it at the Here Art Center. Um, and uh, I started collaborating with a friend this past year on a musical version of sort of that. Um, so yeah, I've dabbled in writing. I, but it's it's hard. There's a lot of things I'd yeah. like to do, and I'm I know I'm very very good at sort of taking work that already exists and making it my own stamp. Um, mm -hmm. I haven't been I haven't made my money or made my living from songwriting, and maybe that will happen in the future. But uh, it's it's something I sort of do for fun. Um, yeah, and collab with friends. So yeah, I mean, same here. But it's <laughs> just for fun. Yeah. Um, so you have you gotten the opportunity to do any auditions during the pandemic as well? Because I know a lot of people, a lot of people are just auditioning for TV shows and things that can still go on because Broadway yeah. is still shut down. Yeah, I've had a handful of auditions. I actually uh, just did The Equalizer, which is oh, yeah. a TV show. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll be in one of the episodes. I, I play a manager. Which oh, nice. Exciting. I have a little scene. Congratulations. The, the co-star. Thank you. So it was very fun. Um, it was nice to be on set. Uh, we did the the Netflix taping. Yes, the Diana, filming. Which was great. And um, I did a, a commercial spot for Anderson Cooper. So that was nice. fun. So, yeah, I've, I've actually had some great opportunities, you know. Yeah. Um, and a lot of... A lot of auditions, auditions that I didn't think I would have considering we're in a pandemic, but uh, 
I'm right. happy that things are continuing on. So let's talk a little bit about Diana. So you booked Diana. Um, you guys did uh, pre-Broadway, and then you guys moved to Broadway. Mm -hmm. And you know, this was like what, like Jan? No, 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 no. January of last January? year. January. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you you were you know doing your rehearsals for Broadway and, and previews and everything. You got to do a couple previews, right? Yes, we did nine previews. Okay. And then your opening date was supposed to be March 31st? It was. And that's, um, you know, so the to me, the world shut down like March 14th, St. Patrick's Day. Was kind of when, you know, everybody was told to stay inside. I actually just saw a picture from my Snapchat memories of us going grocery shopping on the 17th with uh -huh. no masks. And I was like, what is this? Right? A day <laughs> without masks. What, what was I that? Know. I don't know. Yeah. So, so you were in the ensemble and you also were Andrew Morin. So mm -hmm. you got to originate a role on Broadway. Was that something you always like dreamed of? Yes. It sure and how did, was. How was, how was that? How was the rehearsal process? Oh you know, developing the character? Yeah. Well, you know, Getting to develop the character at La Jolla was, I had such a great time. And La Jolla is in San Diego, if nobody knows that, La Jolla Playhouse. Um, it was such honest, a great was... time, and we didn't know what the show was at all. So I kind of loved that. I had no preconceived notions. It was just, they didn't give us the script or anything. Oh, look, there's a script. They, um, <laughs> they literally didn't, they did not give it to us until we got there first day. And then we read oh. through it. I read through my scene, um, which I had an idea of in the, you know, auditioning for it. But uh, yeah, and then getting to build it. And it just felt, it just really felt good for me. Like the part just sat well with me. Um, and then I got to meet Andrew Morton, actual Andrew Morton. He came to see the show and we talked and we kept in contact. And then I went to London after I found out that I actually was going to do the Broadway production because, right. mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people know you do an out-of-town tryout and sometimes they'll cast you, sometimes they won't. And I think that there Very were true. people that did not come along with us to Broadway. They're all fantastic. It just didn't work out. But um, I mean, I'm scared I was going to be one of those people, but I made it through. And yeah, uh, yeah it, it was, we had done a workshop that following summer. We ended another workshop in December and then we, we're in Broadway rehearsals in January, and then the shutdown happened. And then we did another, we did a Zoom developmental lab in June of last year, and then we did Netflix. So I feel like this show, and especially that part, I've been like working my butt off for that original. And it still, it, it still comes back to you. <laughs> so it still gonna... comes back to you, yeah. And you know, you, you mentioned not moving on with the Broadway production, and. Jenna Dewall had that exact experience with Waitress the Musical. She did not move on with Waitress. She was supposed to, she was uh, Dawn in the mm -hmm. out-of-town tryout at ART, and then she didn't move on with the Broadway production. But in this in this case, she did, and now she was starring as Diana yeah. on yeah. Broadway. Yeah. I, I mean, I did the uh, I did the Lab of Carousel, and they had they had asked me to learn the choreography to. Uh, one of the lead, the lead dancers, and uh, and then I never went. Never. I kind of knew. I kind of had a feeling. I was like, you know, this is great. I don't think this is for me right now. But I mean, I got to be in the room with Justin Peck and all these amazing people. So that does happen. You know, you'll yeah. do readings and you'll do things, and you're there for that specific thing, and then you, and then that's it. So yeah. So how did? I'm not sure if you know how, but how did Netflix come about into the into the you know diana world how did how was that developed and like how long did the process take yeah so i think when the shutdown happened uh there was the, I, I don't know obviously all the details i'm just no, yeah cast members but i think that there was an idea from our producers they thought this is a good idea let's do it can we do it let's right. try so you know we had a lot of conversations. There was a lot of talk back and forth between us and our unions and the 
the you know producers. Yeah. Uh huh. You know, obviously, how are you going to do this in a pandemic? But they pulled it off. We uh, and we did it. And and the, I can tell you, it's going to be great. Like I can't wait for people so to see it. How was the process of that? Were you guys getting COVID tested every single day? Like, how did it? You, well, I'm like, not. You know, I can't talk about it. To be honest, we actually okay. were not allowed to until you know things out. happen, which I can't wait to talk about. But uh, we were very, very safe. You know, okay. so everything that you would think you'd have to do. You know, and it, it, you can think it's like a TV and film, whatever they're doing for TV and film, which is they test all the time. It's it's very on par with what we were doing. Um, okay. And it was it was early, you know, in the pandemic. Yeah. It was only six months after, mm -hmm. only, I say only six months. But um, I think we were the first show to do that well, in New York City. You guys were like the only theater that had like the lights pumping and... Yeah. And stuff probably because everything else was shut yeah. down. Yeah. And I mean, while you guys were kind of, you know, filming that, I, a little bit after that, all these musicals started coming on, you know, Netflix. And, you know, Hamilton came out on Disney Plus, The Prom came on Netflix. And then it was announced that Diana would be coming to Netflix. And obviously, everybody was excited about that. But um, yeah, that's pretty cool. So during the pandemic, you also picked up cooking or were you always cooking i mean i've, I've always cooked there i am <laughs> <laughs> i've always uh i've always cooked i've just never i always cook the same things over and over again i cook with what i'm comfortable with and what i know is healthy for my body um oh healthy i, I was gonna say buttered pasta <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny i don't i only have pasta a lot when i go home to be with my family right. and i am italian so that is mm -hmm. you know my dad would probably be upset to hear me say that but I don't have a lot of pasta at home. I'm very much a chicken, meat, potatoes, mm -hmm. you know, chips and dip, French fry, like that. <laughs> That's not yeah. healthy. But um, I, I but like, wanted to, it was like a, two days or a week after, I forget. It was either that weekend or a week later that I, you know, was realizing we were going to be in lockdown for a little while. Like it yeah. wasn't just a two week situation. And that like, oh, it, relief that we have a break. Like, no, yeah. no at this point, it was it starting a break. to. And Andrew Keaton Bolger did a thing where he said, I'm really stressed out. I'm going to cook a birthday cake on his Insta story. So I watched it and I thought, this is so cute. I love this. And then it inspired me to want to do something. So I, um, I had always wanted to cook Joanna Gaines's biscuits because I am a huge Chip and Joanna Gaines fan. I'm a huge fan of Fixer Upper. I uh -huh. fixed my whole apartment You're because of them. You're actually holding her book. And I am holding her book and I'm wearing her apron. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> how intense this, uh, this obsession. No, it's not that bad. Um, but, uh, she, uh, and I think I had the book. I don't know if I bought it. I think I bought it uh, for Christmas or something. And um, so I thought, all right, let's do it and let me film it. And people loved it and they responded and they thought it was great. And then I thought, all right, let me keep doing this. And Hey, maybe I can cook every single recipe in the in the book. And I mean, now it's been a year, and I think I've cooked about fifty recipes from the book. And and they're pretty gourmet. So they're pretty huh? gourmet. Hey, I'm getting there, and, and they look it presentable has, too. <laughs> it has inspired me. Like sometimes I'll come home and I'll be like, I don't have, I don't have anything, and then mm -hmm. I'll somehow make something incredible because I, I don't know. You can you kind of learn how to sort of ingredient or cooking is really just taking ingredients putting together that you know sort of will taste good or taking sugar and putting it on asparagus you would never actually do that but if you cook it together it's actually incredible like things i never thought to do wow. um yeah you can make something with vegetables that will feel like you're having a meat dish like there's there's things that you can yes. do She's very heavy with her cooking i will say that um which i've learned so I wanted to get through the whole book. I don't know if I'm going to get through the whole book, to be honest. I might just start cooking some other different things because it is heavy cooking. And if we're going to be back on Broadway soon, I don't know if I can do that. But, um, <laughs> but no, it's been, it's been so fun. And it's been just something I can do for myself that's not performing, singing, dancing, acting. It's, it's none right. of that. And um, I learned a lot about video production while doing it. And I learned a lot about social media, actually, 
while watching all of these TikToks and Instagrams of people doing cooking shows randomly. So mm-hmm. it's been a, it's been more than just cooking. And you also have on your YouTube channel some cooking videos, or is that a separate? That's a separate YouTube on YouTube. Channel. So on YouTube, I don't. I just have music. It's I have oh. my own Instagram. Oh, is that? Oh, that's the Instagram. It's yep. just for cooking. I don't put anything up on there. That it's just food. It's just literally food, <laughs> and that's it. And if people are interested, they they can look at that. And I mean, so many Broadway um, actors are either I feel like becoming real estate agents or you know making their like Max Kumangai, um has his own bread bread company. Charity mm-hmm. Angel Dawson is cooking out there. A bunch of people are. Um, like you said, Andrew did the did the birthday cake um, thing. So yeah, they. I wonder how all that is going to change and how how we'll look back on that and look back on the hobbies that we picked up once Broadway, you know. Yeah, I think it'll again. stay. I think, you know, we're kind of at a point now where I think people have moved on with their lives. They're doing different things and we love Broadway. We want it to come back, but um, life also moves on. So right. a lot of people have new careers they've picked new things to do i personally haven't picked anything new i've just you've been pretty busy i'm busy doing what i do singing dance and acting and i'm i'm okay with that for right now i do a lot of teaching as well i teach yes your master classes let's talk a little bit about that yeah so that's that's how i've kept busy but um i think it's great i have a bunch of friends that have done real estate and they're doing well and Mm -hmm. thriving and and I had friends that were doing it beforehand. I did real estate for a month in New York City. And I thought, oh. this is not for me, but I did it. <laughs> I did it before I joined the Broadway. It was kind of fun and terrifying. <laughs> right. So um, you you do master classes mm-hmm. through, um, what's the website called? It'll be so I teach, for, I teach for a bunch of different companies. I teach for right. Sing for Hope, Broadway Weekends, Broadway Workshop. It was Broadway, Broadway classroom. Um, I even teach myself. I do. I have my own students that I teach. So it's pretty. Uh, yeah, a lot of different, lot of different companies. So what do you mainly do? Is it the dancing that you you know teach a lot of master classes on all three, the acting, singing, and dancing, or just like the singing master classes? I mostly I teach a lot of dance workshops. A okay. lot of dance workshops. When I started working for. Broadway weekends, I started teaching singing technique and ensemble singing. So I did that a lot. And then I- Oh, that's important. It's very important. And then I also taught a lot of, um, I have a couple students that I would teach. And I've, I've always taught voice lessons, um, but I haven't started my own studio or anything. Mm-hmm. I've been pretty good working for other companies, but uh, there, there will be a time when I will be starting my own studio, which I'll be, which I'm very excited about. I've got some plans. Yeah. So that's exciting. Yeah. Any idea, of what you, any idea of what you'll call it that you can say? I don't know yet no. what I would call it or what it, what it would, I know what it, I know it'll be, um, but it'll be exciting. It's going to be a lot of uh, obviously the stuff that I do. And um, I do a lot of different things. And, mm-hmm. and my goal is to get people to take everything that they do and, and, do it the best that they can and put it into one thing. Um, right. So that's what I'm going to try to to work on. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So now I I am not personally the best at this game, but it's a little game that I like to call Guess the Musical. So oh, gosh, you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna have thirty seconds. Um, Woo! Thirty seconds on the clock, and I'm going to show you a portion of a playbill, and you'll have to shout it out. As oh, fast gosh. as you can. It's oh, gosh. Even this, is, this is terrifying. <laughs> it's it's terrifying like 50 times in this interview. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 it's um it's pretty easy in the beginning, but then as as the as, as it goes on, it does it does get a little bit harder. Okay. So there there's a there was a leaderboard for March, um for the month of March, and so you'll be on the April leaderboard. So let's see okay. how how this goes. Ready? 30 seconds is going up on the clock. And here's your first one. Wicked. <laughs> uh, mean Girls. You can say pass, by the way. Oh, Waitress. Beetlejuice. 
Hamilton. Uh, Mormon, Book of Mormon. Okay. Oh. Yes. Jordan Hansen? Yes. Come From Away. Okay. Uh, the Prom. Okay. Uh, what is that? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I have never heard that for, for Mamma Mia. That's so funny. This, so this is Frozen. Oh my gosh. Okay. It's really hard. It's like a piece of the snowflake. Yeah, I literally can't tell what that is. But I got, I listen, I got what? 90%, 99%. Let's count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You got nine. Nine out of ten. You got nine out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Nine out of fourteen. Oh, okay. All right. Thirty seconds. So it's not that bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. (laughs) But um, so yeah. Uh, his your all your links are going to be in the description below so everybody definitely go check it out follow the cooking page follow the tiktok you're he, you're doing tiktoks like so much i, I love them <laughs> <laughs> and I, I i oh i forgot to say it i wanted to to mention the bridgerton cover that you did yeah abigail on on tiktok was fantastic thank and you <laughs> the way that you were singing it i'd never heard anybody sing it like that before like I only heard, uh, I only heard um, Antonio. I'm gonna butcher the last name. I'm horrible last name. Cipriano, I think it is. Uh huh. Uh huh. And and he had he had done it, but he had done it the traditional way that it was supposed to be. And yeah. I have never seen anybody actually choose to go up in their falsetto. Yeah. Yes, which is, <laughs> which is what that's my that's my secret weapon. It's Irish dance. <laughs> my secret weapon. Everybody else can be dramatic and sing. Oh, and I'm like, here's my falsetto. <laughs> <laughs> the big broader belters, and then you come out with your falsetto. But that's a good thing. You change it up a little bit. Yeah. For yeah. Um, do it your, your, you know, do it your way. Yeah, people like it. <laughs> yeah, and that brings the thing back to the covers. How you do do everything in your own way. But we are so excited to see what you have in store. We're excited to see Diana first of all, because yes. for those of us. Who couldn't see it? There wasn't even many like Broadway.com performance clips. So yeah, they kept it under wraps. But I will say, y'all are gonna be jamming to this music. That's that's it. You're just gonna be. You're gonna. You're not. You're not even ready. You're not even ready. <laughs> <laughs> not expected. So it stinks Diana, that I can't say more, but it, it, you're gonna love it. No, that's okay. So keep it. Keep it a surprise. Yes. Um, so Diana is set to open May twenty fifth. Of 2021, so hopefully, let's hopefully. see if that happens. Let's see what they they do with that. It seems so far away, but it seems so close. Like I can't, like it's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll see. But thank you so much. All your links will be yeah. no problem. All the all the links will be in the description below. Um, his Instagram, both of his Instagrams, his TikTok, his YouTube uh, website, everything like that. Go. Check it out. And a big thank you to you, Nathan, for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. This was so fun. All right, y'all. No problem. Have a good one. Thanks for listening, everybody. And make sure to tune in on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time. Bye.